The following Dharma encounter with Ron Hogan Green Sensei took place at Zen Mountain Monastery at the conclusion to a week-long meditation session. As you'll hear, Dharma encounters begin with the introduction of a topic related to Zen practice and training. Students then volunteer to present their understanding of the topic or a question for the Dharma encounter teacher to reflect on. The presence of fellow students means that anyone in attendance can benefit from the exchange. We hope you enjoy. For the benefit of the folks who are new for Dharma Encounter, just a few words. In place of the usual Sunday Dharma discourse, at the end of each Ango session, we hold Dharma Encounter. And the origins of Dharma Encounter go back to the time of the Buddha. And as many of you know, the monks would gather for the rainy season, which lasts about three months, interestingly enough, and uh, receive the teachings from the Buddha, from the senior disciples, have an opportunity to ask questions, explore the Dharma, sometimes challenge, uh, bring forth their understanding. And um, that tradition has come forward in a particular way in Zen, uh, to Dharma Encounter today. And Dharma Encounter is one of the ways that the teaching takes place. Um, it's similar to Doksan and Daisan in that it can be very direct, or it can also be more discursive uh, in that uh, depends on what's brought forward where the student is, and uh, what the student is ready to hear. It's an opportunity, because it is public, unlike Doksan and Daisan, for all of us to share in the teachings and the responses and see how our newest student uh, bring what they bring forth and how a more experienced student what they bring forth. So it's something we all participate in and benefit from. The um, subject of the Dharma encounter, um, I'll talk about in a few moments. So uh, um, nobody knows what I'm going to bring forth, and I do not know what people are going to say when they come up. Uh, the people who can come up are anyone who's participating, who's here in Ango. So... That's most of you. And I would encourage you uh, to come up. This is part of the teaching process. And um, to, um, to kind of explore that edge, if that is an edge for you. And it's also important that more experienced people, seniors, monastics, etc., uh, come up as well so that we get a, a, a rich mix uh, and have a chance to, to make this a very lively encounter. On Friday night, we took refuge in the three treasures. These treasures, the three jewels, as they're sometimes called, point to our intimate nature that is realized through practice and how our intimacy with Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, the three treasures, can be practiced as our life. These treasures are the path to awakening, and they also are awakening itself. In taking refuge, we vow, we practice those vows, and we do our best to embody what we practice. And in the act of taking refuge, we become, can become, truly alive, truly human, and truly a Buddha. So from this perspective, taking refuge is a practice. 
So what is the practice? It is a practice of intimacy with yourself. And yet there is a direction to this practice. Taking refuge. To take refuge is to take a leap forward with a deep sense of commitment and faith. I'm listening to my words, and I can tell you they don't reach it, but they point. It's a profound trust, trust in the nature of reality, which is no different your your own true nature and your own true wisdom. Taking refuge also describes our journey on this path. We usually don't start from a place of great trust, great faith, and great insight. So we practice it over and over again. We do this every month and at other times during the year. By giving ourselves to the liturgy, by examining and questioning what, as a specific person, you, with your individual karma, what it actually means to take refuge in the three treasures. So it's a path. It's a process. It's an exploration of who you are and what your life can be dedicated to. When we take refuge in the three treasures, what makes it ultimately real for us is to feel it in our bones, for it to be our bones. And that is transformative. We chant, being one with the Buddha, with all sentient beings, praise the Bodhi mind, let the supreme way be realized. What I'd like to explore today is what does it mean to you to take refuge in the Buddha? There are different ways to see into this. How do you understand, how do you see what taking refuge in the Buddha is? What is Buddha? Bodhidharma said Buddha is miraculous awareness. Dogen said, Buddha means the one who is unsurpassable, complete enlightenment. Buddha is unconditioned self-nature. And this, then just to bring it home, he said, Buddha is you yourself. We chanted this week, the majestic golden figure, enlightened king, world-honored one, majestic king, world-honored one. How about that? And just to kind of round it off, Mr. Uman said, Buddha is a shit stick, a used shit stick, meaning used toilet paper. So how do you understand and relate to taking refuge in the Buddha? This is an invitation to inquire deeply. How do these questions come alive for you? So please look deeply into the question. And please then come forward. Um, I don't know who, but someone will start. Looks like Shinji. She'll do three bows. Everyone else will do one bow. And whoever ends will do three bows, three concluding bows. Sanji, I take refuge in the Buddha. I feel I am taking refuge when my heart is touched. And um, I'll just share. I was sitting there, and um, I've told you this once before, quite a while ago, that, that you... This boy from Brooklyn, Jewish boy from Brooklyn, you look like my father, a Jewish boy from North Philly. 
His father was a pharmacist. He became a pharmacist. And from the age of 20, my parents divorced when I was about 14. And about a few years, I saw him. But I had no relationship with him for 30 years while he had another family. And um, before he died, uh, there was some reckoning of... Um, but, you know, I, I look at you... And I realize how, how, like, and he died maybe five years ago, but like, I could never let myself say I loved him because of the pain like he had caused me. So I'm saying it and I'm feeling it. Deeply appreciate what you're bringing forth. But I'd like to ask you a question. Okay. How do you take refuge in the Buddha when you don't feel any of that stuff? I practice. Practice what? I am a student at Zen Mountain Monastery, and it's such an important part of my life. And I do whatever I can to be part of this sangha and to practice and to be kind and help every being that I encounter and know they want to be loved and they need refuge like I do. And is that taking refuge in the Buddha? For me, it is. May your life go well. Thank you for your teaching. Shosan Shi. I have to thank you. I am completely indebted to you. When I first arrived here in 2000, much like this weekend, the weekend started off in March and ended in April. And you gave me beginning instruction. And I take refuge in the Buddha. Mainly because of these people here. These people have helped me. And I bring that with me when I need it. I also have a thing, I relax my forehead and the tongue and my belly and I relax the body and my nervous system. So you're describing kind of an inspirational entry point for you. How do you see that as taking refuge in the Buddha? I would die without... You all. Me too. May your life go well. Thank you for your teaching. Shosanji, refuge in the Buddha. I take it, um, I don't know how many times a day, um, when uh, problems arise, and they do. <laughs> I've got plenty of, it feels like I've got plenty of problems. Um, I just uh, repeat again, there's the Buddha. I am the Buddha. Um, even, I 
remember driving years ago in New Mexico with one of the capital students, and the car started to spin on the ice. And she said, Kanzeon, Kanzeon, Kanzeon. And uh, we harmlessly went off the road. Um, and ever since then, I've adopted the same thing. So in moments of extremities, when I do some fool thing, like fall off my motorcycle, it's like, Kanzeon, Kanzeon, Buddha, Buddha. Um, I think that describes it. Um, there is nothing that I know I can't deal with and resolve when I am the Buddha. Um, and that's what taking refuge means to me. It means uh, realizing, uh, uh, coming to awareness right at that moment that I am Buddha. So I appreciate what you're saying, but I wonder, about all them. All these people. All these people. And many, many, many more. Many more. Um, they're Buddhas too. And uh, when I, uh, I guess I've fallen into the habit, probably all of us have, of saying the Buddha and thinking um, back to the historic Buddha uh, when I could, and I think I will in the future, say, I take refuge in Buddha and think of um, people in my life, you know, you, you uh, or other people who present problems to me, actually. Uh, they're Buddha as well. Um, that's a little too cute, but that says it. Okay, but there's more. There's always more, yeah. Uh, don't dismiss it as there's always more. <laughs> there's more for you specifically. Please. Can you, can you be more specific? Well, maybe, yeah. It's yours. I mean, where we are. What about when you and I are squabbling? I mean, we've had plenty of disagreements over the years. Not uh, from my side. Um, oh, um, maybe that's true. Uh, I'll have to look at that. Maybe that's I, true. I, <laughs> May your life go well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're getting on thin ice here. <laughs> so, Sanji. Yes. <laughs> I'm having trouble with the words because they don't reach it for me. And I don't even know if I could even... But I don't want to play that game either. So do the best you can. <laughs> it's it's so simple that I miss it most of the time. Like simple, like even back further. And one one of our chants that we, we do. May all beings be free from suffering and the root of suffering. Do you take refuge in that? I sure do. How? I don't know. May your life go well. Thank you for teaching. Shasanji, how I take refuge in the Buddha is I look around at the dining table when people are eating and man, everyone has mastered the fork, eating with the fork. And I see the way they don't bring, and I don't bring my concept of the fork to it. And it's majestic, kingly, and a very simple way. There's also people who drop their fork, and there's little kids who hold their fork like this, miss the, miss the carrot, miss the carrot, miss the carrot, but hit it. Uh, to me, that's 
the shit stick, you know, that's, um, that stone Buddha deserves all the bird shit it gets. I wave my skinny arms in the wind like a tall flower. And to me, all of that is perfect. What about when it's not perfect? Then it is. You sure? I'm never sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. So there's more to it than that. Much, much more. Any idea what that might be? I, I think starting with not knowing is a good place to go. Yeah. Very subtly in what you said. Very subtly. It's a lot of knowing. You think you can kind of look at it from other perspectives. Yeah. Go that way. May your life go well. Shosanji. I haven't done this in a long time. I've been the guy in the back of the room. I know. I know you know. <laughs> but here's the thing. I said to myself, you know, if he, if he says the right thing, if he has the right question, I'm coming up. You read my mind. Uh, for about the last, I don't know, six months or a year, I've incorporated uh, refuge and, and vows into my morning service right after <clears throat> honoring my nine teachers, nine Buddhas. And uh, the other day I'm in Choki and I'm looking at my little gold Buddha, not very tall and majestic, but cute. And I'm saying, I take refuge in the Buddha and I think to myself, what is that? So? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I go to what you said next, what is the Buddha? And the first thing that I think of is uh, something that uh, I, I encountered last time I was in Japan. Sidoroshi showed me this book by, this, this text by a, a, a Chinese Zen master who was contemporary with with Dogen, who came to Japan at the same time, but you know nobody talks about him. But he wrote a, he wrote a book, and the the introduction of this book is is amazing. It's so simple. He says, one period sazen, one Buddha. One day sazen, one day Buddha. One lifetime sazen, one lifetime Buddha. Very nice teaching. What is Buddha? Here. That doesn't reach it. I know. And you know I know. Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but we're going to, I'm going to find out. <laughs> and, and you're going to push me to find out if I slack. <laughs> you damn straight. May your life go well. Thank you for your teaching. Sanchi. It's become very, very important to me to clarify what I trust. And um, for a while now, I've been saying as part of my liturgy, um, I take refuge in the Buddha. I trust that there is truth. And I trust that I manifest truth. And I trust that all beings manifest truth. And this is even whether right now I see the truth or not. I trust that there is truth and that I manifest it and all beings manifest it. How about the beings you don't particularly care for? There's a few of those. Sorry. How about the beings you don't particularly care for? There's a few, few of those. 
Well, they manifest truth. Mm -hmm. I don't care for them, but they manifest the truth. I mean, this is important to me because there is so much pressure nowadays, I think, to deny that truth exists <laughs> or to deny that, you know, to, to treat each other like we're not real. And that has grave consequences. So where is the truth? All this truth you're speaking of. Where does it live? I vow to do my best. To act with courage and compassion. I trust other people will help me. How about yourself? That didn't occur to you? In, in my efforts to... I asked, where is the truth? Here. You sound a little hesitant. I, I am always hesitant about that, but yeah. there's nowhere else to look. Exactly. Very wise. May your life go well. Thank you for your teaching. Shosanji. For me, taking refuge in the three treasures requires that I find the energy to do it. And to do that, I find, or I look for, inspiration in all things. Do I find it? Hell no, not all the time. But I keep trying and I do my best. It's okay, as far as it goes. Can you take refuge in the Buddha when you can't find it? When you can't find the energy? When you feel like shit? When it's not going well? What about then? You put one foot in front of the other. You mean you just hang on for your life? Yeah. May your life go well. Sashanji. <laughs> every time I go, every time I do these lines, every time I get here, I have no idea what I'm going to say. I don't know. For me, it's as simple as there's ultimately there's just love. I take refuge in the heart, in love. I don't know. Anything else to put my faith in? You may take refuge in love, but a lot out there in the world doesn't. And some of that is turned to you. Yeah. And some of that is turned to you, that lack of love. Mm -hmm. Just the opposite. What about that? What does that have to do with taking refuge? Let me hug you. I'm sorry? Let me hug you. But is what you say to that? You actually want to hug me? Sure. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> if you run to Buddha on the road, hug him. <laughs> but but. <laughs> time, place, position. <laughs> no, but um, I have walked my life through territory that was turned against me. <laughs> you meet it with love. It's not easy. I'm not going to say it's, it's terrifically hard, but there's no other where, place to go. I mean, the, sure there is. There's hatred, there's self-hatred, there's opposing that's fighting back. Yeah. Do you know any of these? Oh, I tried all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it led me here. Yeah. So that's the point. You made a terrific point. That led you here in response to hatred and etc. Is taking refuge in the Buddha. 
and there's more. What is the more? Beyond words, don't know. Okay, but I'll put words to it. Please, please, wake up. Not saying you have or you haven't. <laughs> Wherever you are, please, please, wake up. I overstepped my alarm once this week, so I'm trying. <laughs> May your life go well. Thank you. Shosanji, um, what is Buddha? I think... Uh, Buddha is coming home. Um, they say home is where the heart is. The heart is in the body. <laughs> uh, I have lived many places, many countries. I've been a member of different sanghas at different times. And so where is home then? Uh, you know, um, the value of Sangha and uh, I heard someone said this morning at Open Sosan that when they came here first time it was like coming home and that was 26 years ago and I you know, I, I really admire that and and I don't have that. I feel like um, so. In a way, one just has to come home in oneself, and there are those that live as hermits um, that don't live in a sangha. Uh, in this sense, though, like the whole world and everything can be seen as sangha. Um. So, you know, when I thought about presenting and opening this up, I chose just Buddha as the exploration taking refuge because I felt it could get too confusing and too big. But since you brought it up, What's the difference between taking refuge in the Buddha and taking refuge in the Sangha? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry? No, go on. I mean, why didn't the Buddha suggest we just take refuge in the Buddha or we just take refuge in the Sangha? What's the difference? Yeah, that was going to be my question to you. <laughs> <laughs> You see in this hand, no difference, no difference whatsoever. One whole mind. You see in this hand, Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. Where do they meet? What do they mean? Where do they meet? Where do they meet? I'll give you a hint. Do you need a hint? It ain't far away. It ain't far away. They meet in your life as you. And the practice is discern that, to discern that as clear as you can, because we all need you too. And you need yourself too. May your life go well. Thank you. Show Sanchi. <clears throat> I think um, I can start from saying that I don't know what taking refuge in the Buddha is. Um, I guess I have a sense of needing to um, step forward to find out um, and uh, uh, to keep doing so um, despite 
um, how I feel, um, and um, you know, I think the the words about the shit stick is that's kind of what that means to me is that um, you know, despite about how I feel, um, to step forward and uh, try to have um, faith in um, my own worth and my, my own, um, uh, that I have something to offer. Um, and uh, um, I, I think that um, I mean, to have faith that, you know, everyone ahead of me that I admire, um, like, this is what they did. Um, uh, and, um, and so, you know, I have, uh, there is some sort of recognition um, inside of, of that in which I, I admire and, and people, um, you know, that's, that's why I've, I've come here. Um, and, and, you know, just other things that people do in the world, there's, there's recognition in the power of that. And though I don't really often see my, see that in myself, I have a sense that, um, you know, uh, stepping forward to do that, um, despite not seeing that is, um, is, I guess, related to taking refuge? <laughs> well, it's crucial. That stepping forward is crucial. You know, everybody takes refuge in something or things. And we can look around the world and see what those things are, right? And we can see the result of taking refuge in those things. The Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha is not things, nor are they not not things. <laughs> They're, in one hand, impossible to, to, well, actually, they're not impossible. I mean, Buddha figures are part of what we take refuge in, but so is a shit stick. So, there are different ways to understand it and to look at it. The most important thing is to question it. It's to question it wholeheartedly. How wholeheartedly? As if our life depends on it. Simply because it does. So, I would encourage you to step forward, as you have, and go. Do what you need to do to be able to, to take refuge in your own direct experience, in your own body and mind, understanding what that truly is. And it's not divorced from this body and mind, but also it's not limited from this body and mind. So please, there it is. But you have to step forward. May your life go well. Thank you for your teaching. Sanji, I take refuge in the Buddha by focusing on connection. For me, the Buddha is the oneness that connects everything. Whether it's me in my garden, angry at my plants, Frustrated at the deer that took a bite out of them, or the gardeners that didn't plant them right. Or most importantly, when I'm alone myself, I have to remember that I am connected, and I am not alone. And these things are all one, despite their differences. So I, I appreciate what you're saying. Is there any aspect of what you talked about that you don't know? 
don't, I don't know how to respond. Exactly. May your life go well. Shasanji, um, stepping forward. Um, taking refuge in the Buddha um, is taking refuge in being perfect and complete and lacking nothing. And I'm not so great at that. Um, I I was dentia this week, and I have it sort of brought. I just came to me this morning that uh, wow, I spent all week kind of evaluating: did I do a good job? Did I do a crappy job? Oh shit, I made a mistake. Um, what are people going to think of me? Um, blah 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 blah. And recognize that when I just did it with my whole being, body and mind, that um, those concerns weren't there. And yes, I made a mistake. I made more than one mistake. Um, but so, so taking refuge in the Buddha is helping some of that anxiety and self-referential thinking fall away, which was a relief. I'm glad you found some relief. <laughs> but you knew that was going to come. <laughs> Do you see any way that you can find refuge in what you call your imperfections and mistakes? Sure. Because everyone has them. And that is a shared experience. And it's perfectly imperfect. Exactly. Perfectly imperfect. But do you buy that? Oh, it's not always now. Most no. of the time not. <laughs> so that's important. That's really important. We all have this or some equivalent of it, right? Self-judgment at the extreme. Poison. Self-poison. Self-hatred. It's a voice in us. And you know this. You've worked with many people like this, including you and I. And so how is that taking refuge? What, what, what turns that into taking refuge? I'm sorry, what turns... What turns the poison, the judgment? Uh-huh. Well, it's embracing the wholeness of myself and others. Can you say that more precisely? Um, medicine and illness treat each other. Yeah. That's <laughs> not my words, right? Right. Um, I'm not sure that I can right now. Yeah. Well, I'm going to use a word I sometimes use and I, it's easy to misunderstand. Love. Now, what am I, what am I pointing at when I say love in this circumstance of self-hatred? Well, I could say something. Um, Don't be afraid. Just yeah. go. Love holds it all. Holds it all together. What does love hold? Perfection, imperfection. You. That's the way to go. Okay. May your life go well. Thank you for your teaching. Shosanche, um, I have a problem with taking refuge. Um, part of it is because it seems wrong to me. Um, it seems like wanting to make unpleasant feelings go away um, rather than just allowing them to be. Um, and so I would like to understand it 
more and open my heart to it. But coming from that perspective, it's hard to see it as something. Yeah, it's impossible from that yeah. perspective. How can I change my perspective? So help me here. Mm-hmm. What part of yourself do you want to get rid of? <laughs> Not, it's all bright, like just the way it is. Could use improvement, though. But you talked about yeah. uh, bad feelings. Oh well, I'll give you an example. Um, I'm very good at creating suffering for myself. Mm-hmm. So about a month ago, I was convinced I was dying of cancer mm-hmm. because. Um, some x-ray showed something they couldn't see in my lungs, so what else could it be but cancer, given where my history? And then the second thing was I was having terrible problems breathing, so that made more sense that that's what it was. So I was dealing with it um, fairly well, staying in the moment, and then one night uh, I woke up in the middle of the night shaking with terror, and it was probably the most frightening experience I ever had. Um, and um, this is going to sound strange, but I had just gotten a text at four in the morning from Cian. I don't know what she was asking me. And so I looked at it, and I didn't reply. I just said, I am laying in bed shaking with terror. So she texts me back, call me. So I call her. So she tells me that she's going to teach me how to take refuge in a deity. And, I mean, she tried really hard. She tried all kinds of things. And in the end, the only thing that I found refuge or common was the sound of her voice. I had no idea what she was saying. But I just listened. But but her voice was full of love. Her voice was full of compassion. Her voice was full of strength. And I just listened to her voice. So? And it kind of fell away. So is that a kind of refuge? Is, is that refuge? I mean, wh- Well, it's refuge in something. I mean, like, what does refuge mean? It means to, like, like I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. I mean if you, my interpretation is I want the pain to go away. And, and yeah. yeah. So you're rejecting part of yourself. I am the part that's, that's in pain? Yeah. No, no, no. See, the pain is good. <laughs> because um, it's, there's a lesson in, I mean, pain is not bad or, or good, it just is, and so... So why do you want it to go away? So why do I want it to go away? Because that's my head talking. But seriously, my experience... <laughs> my experience has been that whenever I've been in pain, whenever I've endured any kind of suffering that goes with life, um, I've kind of just learned to kind of just hold it gently like a little baby, like a mother would hold a little baby, and, and comfort that little baby. And that's all I know. That's different than what you said before. Oh. When you, let's get rid of that. <laughs> but I think that's an instinctual kind of a thing. No, no, no. I don't know either. Okay. But your whole being is the Buddha. Don't lose any part of it. And take refuge in that. May your life go up. Thank you. Shostanji, I take refuge in the Buddha. When I stop fighting my mind, and when I stop fighting my karma, And I also want to say how deeply grateful I am when we do Dyson. And at the end, you say to me, tough shit, ding, ding. Because you are telling me to wake up. It's tough shit, and it ain't going to change. And I thank you for having the heart to say that to me, the truthfulness. And I thank you for trusting in me to hear that and to take it. It's not easy, I will say, because 
I wouldn't be on this cushion if I weren't a fighter. And it's hard to know where that line is. Yeah. It's hard. And at the risk of saying this for the 10,000th time, for me, when I look at myself in a personal, intimate, and slightly stupid way, I encourage myself by saying, clumsy and stupid, yet I go on. <laughs> Which is kind of a misquote of Yakasan, a famous master. And I say that to myself all the time, for good reason. But it's not enough to go on, as you know. You have to do, we have to do our best to see into the suffering that we encounter, that we cause, and that we see in others. And the other part of that is we can't fix, but we can be present with, and we can offer our heart. And you know this. May your life go well. Thank you. Shwasanji, I remember uh, asking Shugen Roshi that question, how do you take refuge? And I don't remember his answer. <laughs> Damn, I missed it. <laughs> but, but I have been finding my own way, in a way. And for me, it is when I'm bowing, like I'm in nature, and sometimes I feel I'm not there, right? You know, I'm in nature, but it's not not in me. And um, I remember uh, Daido Roshi always saying, thank your object. And there is something to the bowing, but it's not just the bowing, but it is then to be present in my mind in that bowing. And that's for me um, taking refuge, giving, giving something up. No, it's not giving up, but it's um, by the body movement connecting or, um, yeah, that's how I practice. And, and I also notice when I am men doing mental bows, when people, when I'm yak, 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 you know, like about people criticizing that mental bow helps me to remind myself to recognize there is another Buddha or another person, another human being who, who is like that because of their life and I'm like that because of my life. Anyway, so it comes back to the bowing. You've covered a lot. Are there places in your life where taking refuge is not present? Of course, when I'm when I'm when I'm not aware, when I'm not there, you know that's the basis. Uh, and so there are many situations where I'm not aware, where I'm not paying attention, and these are situations where I don't take refuge. And what do you do then? I trust them. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't have anything more to add. May your life go well. Thanks for teaching. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
Sanchi. I know that I have the Buddha nature, and I forget, and I see that I'm taking refuge in other things. And sometimes that's, and I know you have the Buddha nature, and sometimes I forget, and I hurt you. So how do you use that? How do you use that to take refuge? That's taking refuge too, if you use it. How do you use it? It's humbling. For sure. For sure. But how do you use it? I mean, it's humbling is one effect when one acknowledges that. And? I try to see what, so just try and see what I'm doing. I see that I'm stuck. Does it hurt? And that's usually how I see it. Yeah. That's so important. To acknowledge your, that hurt. And what comes out of that hurt? Desperation feels, um, it feels gentler to me in, in me. Yeah. Thank you. May your life go well. When I reflect on taking refuge in the Buddha, and by extension, the three treasures, I don't want us to be fooled by what happened here today because there's so much more. It is bottomless and that you are bottomless. You are the Buddha and we're each our individual karmic self. And when we meet, then miracles can occur when those two sides of us become awake, which also is a bottomless process. So, I don't want any of us to think that we've reached some end point here <laughs> because we've just scratched the surface. And I hope that we encourage each other and support each other as Sangha, as Buddhas, within this Dharma, to deeply investigate what it means to take refuge, because it matters with all the suffering, which has always been there, but is particularly vivid now. It matters. And so your efforts matter. Your practice matters. You, in that way, matter. May your life go well. Thank you for listening. To find out more about ZMM's programs, retreats and residency, please visit us online at zmm.org.